Are we recording now? Yeah. <laughs> now we're recording. Now we're recording. Yep. Recorded on May 30th, 2023. Yay! Ah, just here for the popcorn. Welcome to the Push Ahead Podcast, the podcast that's all about pushing the political conversation ahead, not pushing back. Hi, I'm Jamie. I'm Shelby. And I'm Pamela. And we're here to talk about some elephants and local matters. So let's deal with those elephants first. We got the first elephant, Ron DeSantis. He failed spectacularly. First, he went with Elon Musk and Twitter. He made it known he was going to announce on Twitter there were plenty of glitches. There are plenty of lovely parodies of him announcing. The one that I liked the most was someone had him whining about why he really hated Disney. Why does he really hate Disney? Because we know why he really hates Disney, but why? He was whining that he can't go on the Guardians of the Galaxy. Is this too short? Yes. So here's the thing. Like, I just feel like it was so weak. <laughs> and you know why he chose Twitter. Because you wouldn't have to actually talk to a human, yeah. right? Yes. Like, it was totally his jam. All electronic conversations. He, he could, like, Google his answers. He was hoping that if you stood next to Elon Musk, he would appear normal. Yeah. Guess what? No. Nope. Didn't help. Just made Elon Musk look dumber. Yeah. Also cementing Twitter as the new Fox News. Yep. yep. Fox News as the new CNN and CNN as also the new Fox News. <laughs> it's like Fox Light. Yeah. Yeah. Fox, Fox without Survivor. Right. It is, yeah, yeah. If CNN had gone full Fox News, DeSantis would have announced there. Right. Yeah. No, because he still would have been like a camera. They would have seen his face and yeah. they need to avoid that. When you are a robot, you use artificial intelligence powered things to do your things. How do you think that they got past the prove your human captcha? I think they don't have that on Twitter. That's why he chose Twitter. <laughs> t- yeah. they, Elon Musk took it down because he yeah. couldn't log in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crosswalks. Bicycles. I don't know these things. Yeah. And he's already getting negative reviews. Of course, Trump came out on Trump's whatever failing <laughs> okay. project. Here's another thing I don't get. Yeah. I'm dying laughing, actually crying. It's terrifying that our the two people who are vying to be the president of our country are doing it by trying to out unscience each other. Mm-hmm. Yes. I was better on ignoring all the scientists than you were. No, I was better at ignoring all the doctors. I was better at letting people die. Like, I don't even get it. And they're all talking about COVID. That's like the, and I'm like. Yeah, DeSantis is trying to differentiate himself in his COVID response. Trump shut down the country and I opened it up. Ignore the fact that Florida was number 12 per capita in COVID depth. I think it was higher. I think it was seven because I looked this up recently because they're still dying. Yeah. And we don't report our numbers correctly. We nope. talked about this because we were recording during that time. But yeah, so I, that's my point. Better at COVID response in that world is letting more people die. Yes. Because well, I own the libs and Fauci. Yeah. Because Does Florida have more deaths than some European countries. Yes. Yeah. Be, because the, the party of pro-life is also pro-COVID. Yeah. I just, pff, I don't get it. I don't get it either. I don't get why that's their bit. I, it's terrifying and laughable. I think people think when they think about the lockdowns and they are always like lockdown lockdowns, but we didn't go on lockdown 
to slow the spread of COVID initially. It was to slow the spread of COVID, but it was to give hospital workers a break and to clean out our emergency rooms because, and we've all forgotten, apparently not all of us, but apparently these crazy MAGAs have forgotten the pictures and of bodies yeah. in hallways, in hospitals. Uh, yeah, I was going to say the reason that we had the lockdowns was so that way you could die in a hospital room instead of in a tent in the parking lot. Or if you had to have an emergency heart bypass, you could get treated because yeah. the hospital wasn't full of COVID patients. It was anyway. It was it, about back to this Don and Ron attacking each other. It's I'm totally here for it. I brought my popcorn. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it felt like that since Ron opened up the opened up himself by announcing uh, the entire Republican Party has pretty much come out to support Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Except the Floridians. Yeah. It's amazing. And even some Floridians. I think a lot of the Florida Republican Congress people are supporting Trump. Yeah, yeah, there's only one, I think, that has come out for DeSantis. CNN even did a poll when before even DeSantis was officially running. And all these people said, no, we're for Trump. And they found the one person in a DeSantis hat. And she was like, that's a tough one. Here in Florida, all of our state representatives, except for one, all of our state representatives and we have two state senators that serve Brevard County. One, it just has a tiny sliver and majorities in Volusia. That's Tom Wright. And he is a Republican who is not stating that he's endorsing anybody. All the others are endorsing DeSantis. But you know what he did? When the session was ending, before he'd formally announced, he sent out a piece of paper to all of the Republicans on the floor. So this is with the a state picture, party. Yeah, with a picture saying, a picture of the DeSantis team, I endorse or I support Ron DeSantis and his run. I've seen the picture and they all signed it. And this is, of course, before he signed any of the bills that they sent, who's going to say I'm not going to support Ron DeSantis when he hasn't signed my bills yet? Right. It's so shady. Oh, so they passed the, the his endorsement around like a birthday card. Yeah. Everybody got their own individual one. Oh. So then they, yes, but it was very much like the team birthday card. Yeah. And if you didn't turn it in, you might not have your bill passed. Such a pretty little bill you got there. It'd be ashamed to have something happen to it. Yeah. God forbid the Republican legislation to hurt people and kill people doesn't yeah. pass. I also <laughs> heard that his gubernatorial staff was soliciting endorsements and money from lobbyists, which is a no-no. They can get pre-commitments. And he does have a PAC that he's always had a PAC. And he could he could be collecting money through his PAC but not for his presidential race. Now the PAC can write money to the, it's all, yeah. it's all a scam. Oh, it yeah. is. It's legal bribery. And he was out there demanding legal bribes. I just, I, when they say we're going to make America, Florida, I'm like, really? No. I want yeah. the whole world to go America, man. Like yeah. they do Florida, man. No. I love the news coverage of that, where essentially Ron DeSantis threatens to make us Florida. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's not literal. Have you seen his gear? Yeah, it says, make America, says Florida. make America Florida. Math. Math. Quick math. Two plus two yeah. equals four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> plus two. <laughs> so I just. That won't be Florida, man. It'll be America, man. No. We're, He's not going to win. We're going to keep the fascist out. Yeah. The real, actual, has done things besides talked about it. Fascist. Yeah. Trump is fascist wannabe. But besides the fail coup, I, he it's hasn't really, really bad yeah. when Trump looks good. Yeah. yeah. That's how bad it is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Trump is responsible for rehabilitating the image of George W. Bush. 
and DeSantis is responsible for rehabilitating the image of Trump. Rehabilitating the image of the guy that created an atmosphere that made everybody think the good idea was to storm the Capitol with threats to hang the vice president. It takes a real slime ball to be the rehabilitation for that. Yeah. Ron the con. And Ron already pledged to pardon all of the January 6th people. I think, you know, the truth is like all these culture war things, which now they're like coming out and saying it. Yeah, we're going to win the culture war. I'm like, okay, y'all look like stupid idiots. But I really think it's because he's a frustrated drag queen. Rhonda Santos. Yeah. Like such a drag queen name. His wife won't let him play dress up. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably the problem. She's got some heels that he'd really like to wear. Those were heels. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they're not tall enough. That's true. Her heels would at least give him a good five inches. What's the oh, next man. elephant? Oh, man. Good. Because I was going to be like the transition into Ron DeSantis is, oh, the debt ceiling name and more disastrous duo, Republicans and bad legislation. Oh, how about Ron DeSantis and failure? Oh, <laughs> can, failure launch. You can segue movie. into Ron DeSantis's next move, which the first time he did this, it did not go well. Speaking, I just got, when you said debt ceiling and Ron DeSantis, I thought you were going to say he can't bump his head on it. Go on. Nope. Yes. No, Ron DeSantis is back in Iowa. Yeah. And now the, he's actually a candidate. Like Yes. Okay. But the last time he went through Iowa, he did not. He bombed because he still has to talk to actual people. Right? Yeah. The problem is that if you actually read his Twitter announcement, he actually did drop a whole bunch of $10 words and congress or constitutional theory. Like he put it on full display on the nerd platform that he was that he had a JD from Harvard. Yeah. And guess what? Iowans love that. Yeah, I was going to say, guess what doesn't play well at Iowa? Not only Harvard, he also did time at Yale. So he's got both of the lovely. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Yale, there was a job applicant and. Yaled. And so the person interviewing him was like, "Okay, so can you explain this two and a half year gap for me? And he said, oh, yes, I was in Yale. And they're like, oh, really? Yale? I'm glad to hear that. Okay, so when can you get started? The guy went, oh, that's great. I really need this job. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, back to this. So he still has to talk to people. Yeah, which is not his gift, which is why he launched on Twitter, like back to the same thing. Yes, but I don't think now Florida's different because we're Florida and stupid right now. You actually do have to talk to people if you're trying to do the primary game. It's a term called retail politics. Yeah. Yes. And it's called retail politics because you go into a retail store that sells coffee or ice cream or hamburgers and you politic with the people in there. <laughs> and we've all seen the clip oh, of being a human. Nobody wants, even though it shouldn't be a requirement, you should just, if you can be an executive, then cool. But we want our elected officials to be people that relate to us, that Yes. That we can imagine having a conversation with. That's how we're built, as opposed to the royalty in England where they don't have to talk to anybody. Yeah. I think he's got his continents confused. Um, but we've all seen the clip of his consonants. The clip of the laugh that you yeah. would swear yeah, yeah. is photoshopped. Head, yeah. This is a different one. Where he like threw his head. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So the reason it's not going to be his Howard Dean moment or his Jeb Bush, please clap moment is two things. The first is that those came later in the primaries when the news was looking to build a a narrative as Jeb Bush is being low energy. They picked up Donald Trump's insults as him being low energy and just not being good in front of crowds. And then Howard Dean was viewed as being unstable and not not going to be a 
steady hand on the till. That's yeah. Serious, exactly. and, and, I loved him. And so, yeah, when they finally came out with the please clap and the Howard Dean scream, that was the cherry on top of the narrative that the media said, ah, we've been building this for the past six months. See? Yeah. So it's funny because they're building this one up, but Trump chose... Ron, what did he, Ron, Meatball Ron. Meatball Ron. Well, I haven't even got that. It's because his face is so I've been calling him out as puffy for like years now. Why is he so puffy? And it's because he's a meatball. And he's also Italian. Yeah, I was I didn't necessarily go racist, but. Oh, there's some undertones to that. Donald Trump. Yeah. So I bet Ronald, I'll bet Trump's going to change it. Right. Right. Of course. But he's going to pick something like. Be, but, because he yeah. a couple weeks ago, he was trying out tiny DeSantis. Tiny D, Santas. Ah! <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that one played or didn't. I still like disaster. But the other thing I thought like Ron the Con because that's just fact. Yeah. yeah. It's too easy with Don the Con. Yes. So the other problem that we may not get a Howard Dean screen moment or a please clap moment is because Ron is shunning traditional mainstream media that is going to hold him accountable. And Fox News and Twitter and OAN aren't going to report on him being awkward and strange and vaguely inhuman in a bad way. But it's going to come out like, yeah, because you can't fake that shit, right? Yeah. Just- I think that he's going to continue to fade because he, what was it? What was it? A couple weeks ago or a couple months ago, back when he was like floating this, he was 10 points behind Trump, 15. And now he's 30 or 40. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be just. I will give it to Ron because he did it this way. Donald Trump is out for blood and wants to ruin Ron. So I say there's a 98% chance that DeSantis will not be the VP. Oh, no, he would be the VP anyway, because there's no way that Trump's ego could handle this. No. Yes. He can't handle number two being his number two. Yeah. And, yeah. But also his campaign losing steam. Yes. He, I think he even expects to not win. That's why he had his mob, otherwise known as the Republican state legislature, write it, make it legal for him to run without resigning to run right. because he knows he's not going to win and he wouldn't have his governorship anymore when he doesn't win. And now he can just, if when he's out of the primary, he can just go back to being governor yeah. in April next year. Try to build some sort of momentum for a Senate run. And so I'm hoping that Trump... He takes, he takes little Marco. I, I, uh, whatever, because whoever, we have a bunch of bad Republicans that... We just need to... Make sure he's destroyed enough that yes. he can't even run for anything. Yes. Because <clears throat> we got some good Dems that are going to run. Yeah. Yes. But how would it be about Senate? Say you're in a state office and you announce run for Senate, a U.S. Senate. Do now you have to resign or thanks to Mr. Ronnie? So the only thing that was changed was the governor's position. Okay. Everybody else has to resign to run for office. Okay. And what's next? That we could do the debt ceiling. And the deal, the tentative deal that has been reached. So my thoughts on the debt ceiling are that in 2017, Republicans passed corporate welfare to the tune of $3 trillion, and now they don't want to pay for it. Yep. They want veterans and senior citizens to pay for it. They're still out there even refusing to accept this deal. And the deal, truthfully, Biden didn't give in a lot. He gave in enough. Student loans, we already knew we're going to have to be repaid, but now they're definitely going to be repaid. And the, I'm not loving the work to eat. Yeah. Change the to SNAP, SNAP requirements. Yeah. 
Uh, but that's a pretty small concession to avoid global financial catastrophe. But really, the White House came out way ahead of oh, yeah. Republicans. And the other things that they asked for, they said, well, welfare will not be touched. Medicare will not be touched. Most of our entitlements will not be touched. The only thing would be having the work requirement. Yeah. It's not great. And we're showing our reasonableness and our ability to meet people. But again, what they were asking was for people to pay for their... This is what they always do. They do their... The the trickle-down doesn't actually happen. Nothing... We know this, but it's been proven that trickle-down never happens. In 2017, when Trump gave a permanent tax break to billionaires and corporations and a temporary one to middle class, which, by the way, expired... And we knew that money, they'd have to make up that revenue somehow. So now they wanted us to pay for it. Yeah. That's their typical thing. Instead of financing the war on terror by repealing those tax cuts. Yeah. They should never just, have had those tax cuts put exactly, in place. But w- they just racked up more debt. Yeah. Uh, they're permanent tax cuts. They'll have to do a whole personal yeah. thing to address them. And uh, the people fell for that because their taxes, uh, middle class taxes were also cut. For two years. Yeah. But, but they, regardless, the reality is nobody in the world can take less income in and expect to pay even the same bills, much less more bills. Right. So you can call me tax and spend all you want. I like it better than just dream on a wish and spend. <laughs> right. Which is what the Republicans were doing. Yep. So I'm happy. I mean, I'm not happy, but I'm okay with yeah. it. By the time you guys listen to this, it should be finalized. It right? should be finalized. But just as a disclaimer, we don't really know everything that's in it. We don't know if it's passed. And we yeah. don't know if Kevin McCarthy is still Speaker of the House. That's true. Because one person can have him kicked out. Mm-hmm. And one person has already announced that he intends to. Who's that? Dude from New- North Carolina. Oh, cool. Yep. Cool. One of the representatives there. The debt ceiling... That topic's done. And if, if it causes McCarthy's downfall, we also have, if you'd like to get into Moms for Liberty and so moms their craziness. For liberty. I call them Moms for Selective Liberty. Parents I call them Moms for, for Fascism. Parents for COVID. I like that one a lot. And I follow their founders on Twitter and they don't block me. God bless them. Because they just make the dumbest posts. Like when talking about glitter, literally, she said we weren't we didn't have a problem with drag queens until you left glitter in the kindergarten classroom. Like you got a problem with glitter in the classroom? Yeah. Like where it belongs. And uh, they're pulling together their their annual. Here's a good fact. They're pulling together their annual summit, which they held last year in Tampa, the exact same weekend as the Florida Democratic Party held our state convention. So our state convention was connected by Skybridge to the Moms for Liberty National Summit. And I remember when Moms for Liberty tried to say they were bipartisan, Mm. right? So we had at the Florida Democratic Party Convention, the Florida Democratic Party that people have written off, we had more people in attendance than they did at their national summit. So they're putting it together again for this year in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia. And I think right now they've announced 10 speakers. Rhonda is one. Rhonda Santos, you know her. Yep. So it's literally, oh, actually I shouldn't say literally because I might get this wrong. Last time I checked, there is one woman singing. She is a woman of color. There's one white woman speaking. There are five white dudes and three non-white dudes speaking at Moms for Liberty. Like That like, is really progressive for the <laughs> Klu Klux Karens. Yeah, Klu Klux They're just like, Moms for patriarchy. And they're total trad wives. Like they're totally buying into let the man tell me what to do. Then I looked at their numbers. 
They're always talking about how big their membership is. They list how many counties that they're in. Because by the way, you can join Moms Liberty without a chapter. You can just join. So if there's one person in a county that's in Moms Liberty, they count that as a county. They have less members. There are more registered Democrats in Brevard County, Florida, than there are registered members of Moms for Liberty all across the country. And just to put this out there, they don't have a large membership, but they do have large members. But that's neither here nor there. I'm not body shaming. (laughs) So we have 127, almost 128,000 registered Democrats in Brevard County and 112,000 members of Moms for Liberty nationwide. And they've been getting their butt smacked nationally. Yeah, Yeah, I know. They like it. They like it. I heard that. (laughs) So if you listen to this and you want to help those numbers, too, if you're a nonpartisan voter, but you align with their values, you want to change your party anyway, because you can't participate in the presidential primary unless you are in a party. Um, But if you align with our values, we can get you voter registration to you right away. And we can be even closer to or further away from their number. Party. Party. Let's get people to vote people. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Not only and, that, but get them registered. And and this fall, we are expecting a new COVID booster. So we are also the party of shots. <laughs> I had no idea. So you get to party with the shots? Yeah. And this fall, it's going to be a combined COVID flu booster. I love that. Yay. I only get one shot now. Uh-huh. Woohoo. Shots. And then I will go take a shot. That's what they should do. A shot for a shot. A shot for a shot. There we go. Maybe we'll do it. At, we'll have a convention in October. Ooh. Cool. Bring your vaccine card. Get a shot. (laughs) I don't think we have a problem convincing our base to get COVID vaccines. Or shots, but yeah. Or shots. Either one. I'll take either one, depending Mm -hmm. on the right shot. Speaking of the horrible Moms for Liberty, let's go to where they were originally founded. Back, that was a really good segue. Yes. Segway. Segway. Right here to Brevard County. Yes. Home. Bring it home. Bring it home. So it's funny because back to Moms for Liberty, they, because it does tie into that. Tina Deskovich ran for the school board on the platform of mental health and concern over students committing suicide was a, actually was a big problem while she was a school board member. But anyway, so that was her platform. And today Moms for Liberty and promoted by Tina Deskovich put out a, an a bl- anonymous blog post telling parents to ignore their kids suicidal ideations because they're just trying to get attention Hmm. because they're trying to link all of that to allowing kids to have gender fluidity in their conversations or not every kid transitions, but a lot of kids do have some gender fluidity and they're, I don't see a problem with that. I don't care what you you want to call yourself Winnie the Pooh. I don't care as long as you learn. I'd rather uh, have that than a dead kid, Mm -hmm. but that's literally what they put out today was, and not even not, not a scientific study, an anonymous blogger. So, saying ignore your kids. Are you sure it wasn't a panel? Maybe a death panel nope. put this out. <laughs> death, nope, no death panel. They don't, yeah. Dumb. I know, Jamie, that they, but they don't really exist. Tina's wrong. Yeah. So then Tina's the founder of Moms for Liberty along with Tina Ju- Tiffany Justice, and they're so fun. So, what else is going on locally? School board today, the chairman of the board lied. So that's about as exciting as Ron DeSantis announcing his presidential run because they're both pretty expected outcomes we'd be pretty drunk right now if we did a shot every time that oh my god it is so disgusting and over the dumbest things like we all heard it we can replay the radio show right here he's pulling a did vote to redistrict our school boards oh joy align with our county commissions which will put 
I think, 23 schools in District 2, which is Gene Trent's district, probably the least interested school board member that we have. And District 3, I think, has like 12 schools now. The thing about aligning by population, which is, I get what they're trying to do because County Commission does that, is you can't, especially in Florida, you can't really do that. Imagine if they did that in, I think it's Lake County. The Villages? Yeah, because the Villages does not have a school because they're, you're not allowed to live there unless you're over 55. Like you you can't have your grandkids visit you for more than 30 days a year. They don't have a school in the Villages. There is no school zoned. They're not zoned. Have no, Barefoot Bay is very similar. The, so now we're basing our dis- school board districts on the County Commission, which is based on population of people not population of students. Yeah, although correction about the lake, the villages, they are predominantly Republican, so they do have a school of hard knocks. Ah, oh, but I'm Chang. <laughs> and today, because it's Tuesday when we're recording this, at the school board meeting, they were also drawing the districts for the new middle school. And people, I was appalled at things coming out of people's mouths. Like I was sitting next to my friend, Bernard Bryan, who is the education chair for the South Brevard NAACP, and we both grabbed each other at one point. Did she just say that? They're saying my kids shouldn't go to lesser schools. I've paid my taxes. I, our kids need to go to the kind of schools that are where we live. Like it was a master class in saying the quiet part out loud. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll say this though Katie Campbell, Republican for School Board District 5, who was tonight drawn out of her district, really. I would never vote for her. I don't agree with half of what she votes for, most of what she votes for. But I know she's got integrity. And I actually sat there and typed her a thank you note while we're in the meeting because she took the community to task. She said, all of our schools are excellent. And the language that we were using here, talking about how deserve and you paid for, and it was hats off. I don't think Katie listens to our podcast, But if you are listening to our podcast, you can tell her she got a public shout out. It's almost like she was trying to call them out for sounding entitled, which is not a bad thing because we are all by definition entitled to our entitlements. Yeah, here you go. And I had talked about that in my public comment that reminding everybody that Mr. Trent said that if you're non-conservative, you don't have a right to the same education that conservative parents do, and you should go elsewhere for your education. You should leave our county. What they're doing will create segregated schools again by blindly expanding vouchers. And when they use that kind of language that they were using today, something that's always also grated by onion is we talk a lot about parental involvement is the answer for schools, right? Parental involvement, that's the answer. There are kids who go to school in Brevard County, whose parents are drug addicts. Yep. That's not the kid. So does that kid not deserve our very best education because their parents are not involved? They're not going to be involved. They don't really care where their kids are. Or kids, parents that work three jobs and can't be quote unquote involved. But we have this conversation coming from our place of privilege that, you know, that's the answer to all of our inequities in our schools. Anyway, so I talked about that in my public comments and I made this whole thing about redistricting. Um, and saying this is all about politics. Please take politics out. It's funny because, I, and it's very clear. I said I was very involved in Jennifer Jenkins' race, and she ran and won with a lot of community support on inequities in our schools. The the community deserves better and wants better for all of our kids. So why that's our local stuff. Why don't you want every child in this county to have a good education? They yeah. say they do. No, they don't. I, they do say they do. That's what. That's what they don't. 
I think that the average person recognizes that life is hard and we don't need to make it harder, but the loud ones are the ones who disagree. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, we all want our kids first. I get that. But it, but how about if we think of the others at least? How about if we think of somebody else's at some point in time ever, especially as elected school board members? So that's school board. That's about the most drama we have right now because it's summer doldrums. Yeah. We do have some exciting things coming up. We have races this fall in Cape Canaveral. We have three seats in Cape Canaveral. We have Rockledge races this fall. We have Indian Harbor Beach and Indian Atlantic. And here's another thing. I met a guy the other day. It was a bad accident on the Pineda. And like we were just stopped hanging out. And I'd seen this idiot drive by and blow my doors off on my big old car. So I was waiting to give a statement to the police. And this other man was too. And we start chatting. He's really a nice guy. And he's the mayor of Indian Harbor Beach, the Republican. Hmm. I said, oh, you're Scott Nickel. And he said, yeah. And I said, and we had a great conversation. He said, I wouldn't be doing this if it were a partisan office. And I said, I, I applaud you for that. Of course, your party doesn't really want that to stay. And he yeah. said, I'll, I'm out if they do that. That was a nice, good interaction between a party leader and their opposition party. We can have those things. So we have those elections coming up. We also have two petitions that we're supporting. We have our clean water petition. And these are petitions to get things on the ballot for 2024, to give voters the opportunity to vote on them in the fall. One is clean water and one is protecting the rights of women to make her health choices, including abortion rights. It does not, you, the language of the amendment does not preclude anything else. It doesn't even violate the 15 week ban. It's just putting a constitutional protection beyond that. And so we know that's a popular issue. If you listen to this podcast, share it with somebody. You can get the petition on Florida's Protecting Freedom is the website, or you can stop by our office. Our office is the only collection place in Brevard County. I think there's one in the very southern part of Indian River County, and there's only, there's not one between us and downtown Orlando. So we are it. You can call, you can email the pod, and I can pick it up from you, or you can take it to the Democratic Party office and we are collecting those. We have to do almost 10,000 petitions from Brevard County only. Now, I've learned a lot. This will shock you all. The Republicans don't like citizen-led initiatives. I know, really? I know. Because voters always vote with us on issues. Yes. Always. Wait. So they've made it. I know. What you're saying is that legislation that is good for the people upsets Republican. Yes, demonstrably. So they made it really difficult to get petitions to get citizen-led initiatives on ballots, which is why the number is so high. Every supervisor of elections charges a fee to process petitions. We can't choose to send petitions from Brevard County to any other county. They have to go through Brevard County. We have the most expensive, $1.63, I think, per petition. What? Yeah. Now, and I looked up Collier County. We have 67 counties. I didn't look at Mala, but I looked up Collier because I figured they're like super Republican, super conservative. I figured they'd be, they were 43 cents. I, I would like to see an audit on how that fund, how those funds go. Yeah. What? I don't even get it. Do they go to big screen TVs? Do they go to <laughs> vehicles? Um, office chairs? Oh, no, that was know. county commission. Yeah. yeah. And we don't have to pay for that because it's not our initiative. But the Florida's Protecting Freedom will. So donate. And to help us get this done. I would.
would look at all of the counties that are named after Confederates to see how much that they're going, like Lee County. That's an interesting Jackson thought. County. Collier County is more conservative than our county is. And theirs is one of the cheapest, which I just was floored by. So I've yeah. emailed the surprise elections and we'll see if he gets back to me on that. Check those panhandle ones that are really Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> but they swear um, they so are. So we're doing that now. Florida. We are knocking on the doors of our neighbors um, and asking if they will support this petition drive, the clean water drive and getting mail ballots back in their hands. Now, if you're listening to this, let me ask you a question. If you're listening, you're probably progressive. If I gave you, Jamie and Shelby, if I gave you the names of all the Democrats on your street, what would you do with them? I already said high fives. You already said high fives. So we did this last time. That's yeah. right. Somebody else said drinking. That's all we're doing is giving you the names of the Democrats on your street. Oh. Just so you can go to them, get mail ballots back in their hands. Did you, thought, did you high five them yet? Not yet, but I thought you were going to say that's all we're doing. We're high fiving and drinking. I would love, I will, if that's all you do, that's a gold <laughs> star. That's a step closer to winning. State party level. I would talk to our state, new state chair. She is working her tail off. We're hiring a new executive director for the party, and I don't really know what that means. I think they're there to execute the chair's vision. That would make sense based on the title. She's working really hard to pull all of our different communities together and to win some elections, because at the end of the day, it's not about whether I know Robert's rules. It's not about whether I... It's about winning elections and getting good people in office. We've got some good people coming, y'all. Good people coming. Stay tuned. Yeah. What make elected officials in tech? Or make, make I politics refuse boring again. to try yes. make politics to jump again. on Donald Trump's bandwagon by using slogans that sound oh, like yeah. I don't need it. How about if we just make politics boring again? Yeah. Or integrity and issues. Just serve people. Yeah. And we're going to do that. So. That's what's going on. Contact us. Come help us make a difference. You all, everything you do, every person you talk to today will help us win in 2024. So. If don't sit at home behind your little keyboards and be scared, it's empowering to get out and talk to people. Or if you do want to sit at home behind your keyboards and be scared, you can email us at pushedpod at gmail.com. That was awesome. <laughs> Please do email us. We love it. And let if you like what you're listening to, because I hear from people all the time that they're loving our podcast, please share it with a friend and yeah. leave us a review. Yeah, don't, it makes Jamie happy. Because don't tell us we like what we do. Tell your friends. Yes, please. And if you don't like what we do, then don't tell them anything. Yeah. Or tell us what we can do to make it better. Yes. Or you can, we will, we'll accept hate listeners. If you're here because you hate us. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Me <Nick>. too. <laughs> you just spent a buttload of money at Target on Pride Gear. All right. Bye. 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 Thanks, guys. If you got something out of this and know of anybody who cares about what we're saying here, please share. Word of mouth is everything in the grassroots game. If we're awesome, tell a friend. If we're not, tell us how to get better. This has been another episode of the Push Ahead podcast. Please reach out to us via Twitter at push underscore ahead or subscribe to our podcast in your podcatcher of choice. You can find relevant links to the stories that we're talking about in our liner notes on our website at pushaheadpod.com. The music is Super String Theory by Lobo Loco. 